Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Happy Friday, everybody. I've got a few things here to go over. Um, number one, I'm still waiting to hear from Dr. Angie Farella from the America's Frontline Doctors. I hope to get in touch with her sometime shortly. Um, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm hoping that that takes place. I certainly have a lot of questions, and, and I've got some questions, again, that have to do with some things that, again, I haven't heard people mention, and I haven't heard people bring up regarding the jabs, both short-term and long-term effects, not to mention the entire makeup of what goes on inside the body and comparing it to other illnesses, in particular HIV. So I definitely want to bring that up with her um, in, either, in either case. Here, here's the first thing that I wanted to mention, and, and this, is, this certainly bears repeating because I've talked about infiltration instead of invasion before. It was, it's clearly been mentioned in countless Q posts. It's been mentioned lots of places, and it's 100% accurate. And now we have to start figuring out who these people are that have sort of, uh, oh, I don't know, I don't want to call them imposters per se, but they are not... They, they don't have the strong spines like the rest of us who have clearly been conservatives our whole lives and know and, and know what's going on and can see what's going on. So I'm, I'm, I've always been highly suspicious of individuals who all of a sudden say, hey, look, I've been a liberal for a very long time, but now I'm not, I promise. And then all of a sudden they find themselves on the mainstream media and they find themselves being interviewed by a variety of different people. Um, and they swear that they have it all figured out and, and their chin is up and their chest is out and they've, they've got the answer for everything. These are the people that we have got to be suspicious of. And I'm, there's two that I've mentioned in the past before and I'm going to bring them both up again. And it's Chris Rufo and Karlyn Borshenko. I, I don't care for either one of these people. These two individuals climbed onto the critical race theory bandwagon and started driving the driving the wagon. And now there's countless audio of them showing their true Marxist selves. And um, it really is alarming. So on one end, and th- again, part of this was brought up by Frank on quite on the quite frankly podcast, which was great. And I emailed him and I said, "Hey man, thanks for bringing up Carlin Borshenko and calling her out." Because he played audio of her basically saying, and this is, exists everywhere now, you can see it all over the place, it's, it's, it's her talking on, her own, on her, own, uh, her own podcast. But she's saying things like, critical race theory has nothing to do with anti-white. And that's not true. And it makes you wonder, where on earth has she been? Um, she goes to one MAGA rally, and then all of a sudden she's... she's Pro mega. I'm sorry, that's not how that works. That um, seems like infiltration instead of invasion to me. The, the, the second thing, again, and she said a bunch of other stuff too, which I'm not going to go over, and I'm, I'm not necessarily going to play the audio. But my recommendation is you get on Bitshoot and you and you type in her name and bounce around and give it a listen. Give it a listen and make up your own mind. I've I've made up my own mind a long time ago, and I'm not hearing the things that I'd like to hear, and they're certainly not. They're not. Speaking about the bigger problem, which is what I've talked about on this podcast on numerous occasions, which is totalitarianism, that's the biggest problem. It continues to be the biggest problem, and it will continue to be the biggest problem. Um, The second thing has to do with Chris Ruffo. And I said this way back in January, if not before then. 
I don't trust him. I just don't. He, too, has been interviewed by Tucker Carlson. He's been interviewed by lots of different people. He made his way over to Tim Pool's show. Good for them. Good for him. Whatever. Um, Chris Ruffo has never spent a day in his life teaching in an American public school system. Not one. He just became this vessel where people would send him information about critical race theory. And, oh, look at this professional development that, that we're receiving that's absolutely horrible. Uh, put it on your Twitter account and, and get it out there. And he would do that. And he would do that, and he's, uh, I, you know, he made a film a long time ago about children in poverty. Good for him. But the fact is, is that a lot of these people are saying things as they claim to be America first, or they claim to be individual rights, or they claim to know it all about critical race theory. I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. But we have to consistently remember that a lot of these people that are out there again, that are in the mainstream, that are making their way to the mainstream on a consistent basis, they have to be, we have to be very suspicious of them on a constant basis. So there's this one story again, which would blow away Carlin Borschenko's entire, uh, entire platform in an absolute heartbeat. And it comes from the Gateway Pundit from earlier in the week, just a few days ago, but it's titled California University to Hold Segregated Cultural Graduation Ceremonies Based on Race and Identity. But remember, according to her, it's not about hating white people. It's not about racial division. Okay. She also said, by the way, something about how she's not for um, white rights, something along those lines, and white le- pro-white legislation. Because if you're paying attention to the legislation that's getting passed in Washington th- these days, it, it's all anti-white. All of it. So again, I'm not not, uh, you know, I'm not trying to stir some racial pot here. I'm simply saying that this is a fact. This is actually happening. And yes, critical race theory is about hating white people. It is about racial division. It is about all of that. So here's their little chart. And this has to do with graduations that are taking place uh, July 20th, August 6th, August 7th, and August 8th. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is hilarious. This is even worse than I thought. Uh, July 30th, July 31st, August 1st, August 6th, August 7th, and August 8th. So for the Chapman University in California, like I said, they're having segregated cultural graduation ceremonies, including black graduation, APIDA graduation, lavender graduation, disability graduation, Middle Eastern graduation, and Latinx or Latinx or however the hell you say that graduation. So the graduation that's taking place on July 30th at this particular university in California is just for black students. I don't even know what APIDA means. I don't even know what that is. I'm not even going to look it up because I just don't care. Lavender graduation, I don't even know what that is. Um, disability graduation on August 6th. Ladies and gentlemen, they're taking all the disabled students and making them have their own graduation away from everybody else. I thought this was supposed to be the party of inclusion. What happened to that? See, they're not the party of inclusion. of inclusion. They are the party of racism. They are the party of bigotry, division, segregation, discrimination. And then last, 
is the Latinx or Latinx graduation. So they save the Hispanic students or the Latin students for last. You, I mean, you can't, you, you can't make this stuff up. So it's everywhere, and we have got to just keep an eye out on what these people say because, again, the Chris Ruffos and the Carlin Borshinkos are making inroads in particular radio shows and particular television shows, and they're, and they're actually not even saying anything that's new. They're not bringing up anything that's new. Um, Carlin Borshinko, for example, is a return guest consistently on Dr. Dave Janda's radio show. Uh, he had her on once. She told this. She told her story, and then that was it. And she's been on a lot, telling the same stories over and over again. And of course, what is she doing now? She's writing a book about critical race theory and how to fight against it. So, this is not the book that needs to be written. I hate to break it to her, but um, unfortunately, because she has a platform, I'm sure a bunch of suckers out there will buy that book. But that's not that's not what's that's not the biggest issue right now. So let me read this, and uh, this will tail off the remainder of this episode, these kinds of posts, because this consistently has to be brought up. I, I, I believe it in all of my being that the jab here and, and the health ramifications of the jab are the biggest atrocity that's taken place medically or human-wise, uh, in the history of our country, certainly in my lifetime. This is absolutely awful what's taking place, and it's biological warfare. So I posted this on Gab, and this was a, a particular post, again, that came from uh, COVID vaccine injuries on Telegram, which I highly recommend you check out because it's very informative. It's up-to-date. I believe they're based in Australia, that particular channel or whoever runs it. But um, there's a lot of lot of really interesting news there. So this is titled this, and it has a picture of the of the guy Grayson Fulmer, age 19, Pfizer. He received a Pfizer jab on May of 2021. Severe adverse reaction. Quote: A lifelong athlete, accustomed to running 15 plus miles a day. His afternoons are now filled with hospital visits, medical testing, MRI, EKGs, echo, blood draws, and expensive stem cell therapy treatments. He didn't want to do it. Quote, he didn't want to do it. I thought it was best to get us back to normal. We are now facing a dangerous new normal in which my son has felt close to death and no one can, t- and no one can help him. He screams in pain and feels like he's having a heart attack, and that his veins are about to explode. I thought I was doing the right thing, and I was wrong. I have felt so guilty about scheduling him for that damn thing, but I can't take it back. Had I known the risk, and if the state wasn't making it almost a social pressure to get the vaccine, I wouldn't have done it, especially since he had it last year, and built some natural immunity. I've been now told by doctors that we shouldn't have done it. To think that colleges will require it to go back is insane after what we've been through. I can't believe colleges will force it knowing that this is coming, or knowing that this is occurring, she says, unquote. Again, as I said on Gab with this particular post, there's an awful lot there. There's just an awful lot there. 
the, the brainwashing with the jabs and any jabs, doesn't matter if it's flu shot or whatever, is actual medical indoctrination and brainwashing. You do not put needles with experimental drugs or known carcinogens, which is what flu shots are, directly into your body when you are healthy. You have God-given immunity and natural immunity in an immune system, which builds up immunity if you were to ever come in contact with it again. The odds of a person getting the flu are, are so slim that it makes no sense for a person to even get a flu shot in my professional opinion. Again, not a medical doctor, but I do read a ton. It just makes no sense to me. Not to mention, they said he already had this coronavirus last year. Why on earth would you get the shot again? Because they weren't strong enough to, withho- to, to withstand the social pressure. She even said it. She said, had I known the risk, and if the state wasn't making it almost a social pressure to get it. See, that right there, it proves they aren't strong enough to withstand the social pressure. I'm telling you here, Charles Darwin was, was only right about two things. Only two things. And if you've ever read any of his readings, um, I, I highly recommend it because he was a fraud. He was a fraud. And here's what he was right about. By the way, the, the book you should read is called uh, The Case Against Darwin. And I think it's written by... James Perloff, again, an author I've mentioned a thousand times who, who knows, I may read it, reach out to him and get him on the podcast because he's absolutely amazing. But there were two things that Darwin was right about, and he even said it in his own writings on a consistent basis. He said, if someone believes that evolution is real, that person is a fool. He actually said that, the, the quote-unquote author of the theory of evolution. He himself said that. If you believe in evolution, then you believe lies, is essentially what he said. The second thing that he got right was that it is survival of the fittest, both in body and in mind. The people who are the strongest mentally against all of this and this psychological warfare that's taking place and the people who are the most physically healthy and consistently keeping themselves physically healthy, not with drugs, not with shots. I'm talking about good diets, vitamins, exercise. That's it. Those people are going to survive. Those people are going to live. The people that are consistently relying on on the medical profession and driving right into McDonald's to receive their jabs and get their free happy meal. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's happening. I'm going to play that audio in a minute. Uh, th- these, these are the people that will not survive. So here's California McDonald's and what they're doing out in California. Some McDonald's in California are now pop-up vaccination sites. Here's CBS 13's Ryan Hill. You've seen a pop-up vaccine clinic in plenty of places, but getting a shot of Moderna with a McFlurry or a Pfizer dose with a fresh order of fries, now that's different. So if that's what gets them out, chicken nuggets saved your life, 
awesome. But some people will do almost anything for a free Happy Meal. This has to be thinning the herd. It has to be. I mean, this is the direct definition of thinning the herd. It's absolutely horrible. It's not, I mean, it's not funny. It's kind of funny, but not funny. But these people are completely brainwashed. Completely brainwashed. And if you've ever seen that um, documentary, Supersize Me, I used to show that in my health class all of the time. And my students would come back and say, my whole family's not going to eat fast food ever again. <laughs> and I'd say, well, good. In, inside that documentary, though, he, he says it very clearly. He says there are people who eat at those establishments on a regular basis, on a daily basis. And the people in that 25-minute 20, clip, I'm telling you, believe me when I say it, they eat there on a daily basis. They do. It's uh, called, we'll just call it a hunch. How about that? Um, There's another story here, which is absolutely awful. The Make-A-Wish Foundation is also denying dying children their final wish unless they're all jabbed up with a a COVID shot. I'm not kidding. You can't make that up. Uh, Here's another, another story that I wanted to read too. And this was an online post. Again, it also came from the COVID vaccine site on Telegram. And it reads like this. And again, this has to do with schools in New Hampshire. It said, one principal tried briefly to coerce me, but dropped it saying she was. Another had me in her office for a half an hour. I felt I was under attack. She let me go when I said that every life-threatening event I had was due to a trusted professional giving giving me a vaccine or drug. I saw what a vaccine did to my grandson. He is autistic. I described a reaction I had to an antibiotic they gave me this past winter, laying on the ground waiting for my daughter to find me. She looked shocked, then said, thank God the mask kept us healthy. (laughs) This is just insane. She continued, she says... I gave her the dirtiest look, ended up with a Yoda must wear your mask outside my door. I don't know what that means. She then said, one teacher lost her full-term baby. Nobody blames the vax she took. I about had a fit when two students were called to the gym from my classroom, and I found out later they got the jab. I didn't realize they were doing that in my school. Believe me, I want to cry when I see them. K-12 schools are jabbing students. Just like the old blood buses that would, uh, that would drive, drive into middle schools and high schools, and middle school and high school students could get out of class to go donate blood. The same thing is happening with these jabs. It's an absolute abomination. They don't know what they're doing. And apparently, like I've said in the past, where in the hell are the science teachers? Where are the health teachers? Where are the anatomy and physiology teachers? Are they all brainwashed? They must be. Because we're not hearing from the good ones. We're not hearing all the time from the good ones that are saying, hey, look, I was working in this school and I was telling all the students the truth about this and and they trust me and they're not going to take it. But now I've lost my job because I was telling the truth. 
because an administrator walked into my room and said, well, you're, you can't tell them that, and that's not, you're not supposed to tell them that, and that's not your right to tell them that, and blah, blah, blah. But it is the right of the school to set up a jab location in the gymnasium and jab them all as the day is long. That's ethical. When we talk about precipice and you hear that word, consistently. It's said all the time. Lots of Dan Scavino tweets, X-22 report, this, that, and the other. We're always there. The precipice, I believe, lies within the individual. Where are you going to make your stand? When are you going to say no? When are you going to say, that's it, enough is enough, and then take a sledgehammer to your television? When are you going to, when is a person going to change the dynamic of their family, and just hit the off switch, not on the facts or the truth, but the propaganda. Even, even their own job. That's why I think, again, the education business is in complete and utter trouble. My last episode, where I was talking with Dr. Robin McCutcheon, and we were talking back and forth, please go back and listen to that episode. She said it herself, 80% of the faculty at Marshall have, have taken the jabs. 80%. When cold and flu season rolls around, and then they start jabbing themselves with a flu shot because they think it's going to prevent against the flu, they're injecting themselves with the flu. What do you think is going to happen when an immune-compromised person, as a result of having the COVID jab, is going to have the flu virus rolling around in their bloodstream? when it wouldn't have before. It's going to be deep trouble. They're not going to be able to staff these buildings. They're not going to be able to. Now, fortunately, there are lots of college students who have their heads on straight, and this is an example of one of them. Give this a listen. If this vaccine works so well, why do you care that I take it? You go get yours, and then you'll you'll be protected. You're not going to catch it from me if you got the vaccine. And if if somehow you're worried you will catch it from me, even though you got the vaccine, then the vaccine clearly doesn't work. So why do you want me to take it in the first place? How about this? How about whoever wants the vaccine? If you're worried about COVID, you go get the vaccine. The rest of us who don't want the vaccine, we will roll the dice on a 99% survival rate and that'll just be that okay there's no reason for y'all to be compelling and forcing and threatening the force at the very least that everybody's got to take this dang vaccine if you're worried about it you get it if you're not worried about it don't get it that's all that needs to happen see we're not completely lost we're not we're not totally lost there are some people out there some young Americans that do have their heads on straight and do think for themselves and connect the dots, and that has to continue to happen. It really does. Now, here's another one, and this is the, uh, this comes from Palm Beach County, Florida. It says that a COVID-19 vaccines are causing an alarming rate in infertility and prostate cancer in vaccinated men. Give this a listen. Dr. Diego Rabinowitz is asking all of his patients to keep track of when they received the COVID-19 vaccine after linking the shot to elevated PSA levels. I have seen uh, 
patient's PSA to be falsely elevated for at least six weeks after getting the vaccines. PSA levels are looked at with a basic blood test and elevated levels are typically found in men with prostate cancer. But PSA can be falsely elevated due to a number of conditions. Other things that can cause an uh, elevation or an increase uh, in the PSA are, for example, a urinary tract infection uh, or a uh, vigorous exercise in any other condition or illness. New anecdotal findings show that men who get the vaccine and then have their PSA levels also show a spike. I was seeing patients that were coming in um, with a history of having a stable PSA and all of a sudden the PSA had risen. The urologist looked back to see if any other patients had similar issues and soon connected the dots. True enough, I've had a few patients that have had the vaccine uh, shortly before the PSA. Dr. Rabinowitz says that his patients were initially alarmed, but after retesting weeks later, his patients' PSA levels normalized. These are the results of a patient who will remain anonymous. As you can see, the person's PSA levels remain stable at 0.4. But a month later, after taking that vaccine, that person's levels raised nine times to 3.4. After retaking the test one additional time, after that, they fell back down to 1.5. The findings are similar to physicians who were concerned after finding swollen lymph nodes when women went for a mammogram soon after vaccination. Certainly, this is not the reason for, for people not to get the vaccine. And we're, that's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is to take into account the effect the vaccine can have. The month of June is Men's Health Month, an important reminder to stay on top of appointments as prostate cancer, for example, is the most common cancer diagnosed with an expected 243,000 estimated cases for 2021. In Loxahatchee, Lena Salzbank, CB. Did you hear the reversal there then with a doctor? Yes, we've never seen this before. It's absolutely horrible. Uh, you know, elevated uh, blood indication that um, they have an inflamed prostate and potential prostate cancer and swollen lymph nodes. But don't let that stop you from from getting the jab. Don't don't let that uh, don't let that stop you. But you need to know that it's an actual thing and that it happens. But don't let that stop, you. ladies and gentlemen. If you can't make that very basic connection. That the reason that your finger hurts is because you just got done bashing it with a hammer? Then you have a serious problem. There's something wrong with you. I mean, I'm, ser I'm serious. It's that simple. If a person can't make that very basic connection, there is a serious, serious issue there. Now, I want to play this little clip here again. It's the truth. It's 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 uh yeah, it's a downer. I'm sorry, but it but it's the truth. This is Dr. Sukrit Bacardi, if I'm saying that right, which I'm probably not. He's a world-renowned microbiologist and he's been involved in this from the very start. He's been warning people for a very long time about these jabs. And this comes from the New American with Alex Newman, and this is back in April. So give this a listen. If you don't watch out, I tell you you're going to go the same way that Israel has gone. Israel has been turned into living hell. And when I think of it that my birth country, America, is going to be living hell, I know that I will never come back to America. Don't believe, don't believe this lie, guys. Don't believe it, for God's sake. And for God's sake, inform yourself before you let yourself and your beloved ones be vaccinated because if you have been vaccinated once 
Those lymphocytes, if this happens again, are going to be even more active. So that's why the second vaccination has always turned out to be worse than the first. It's the booster, right? And guys, don't get a third or fourth or fifth, because if you do that, you are going to contribute to the decimation of the world's population. We are trying to get the world to stand up and say no. You know, we are more than they are. Numerically, what, how? They, can't, they can't install something that is killing people forever. If they do, we have to get them to the, the tribunal somewhere. Yeah. Although I've been told that the tribunal has also been bought. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it, is, it is a real problem. Guys, it's a real problem. And the only way is that everyone, every thinking person, homo sapiens, and all of you are, and you all are educated and intelligent enough to stand up and say, this the limit has been trespassed, and we have to do something to protect ourselves and the generations to come. If you don't do this, you are heading for living hell, and you are taking your children to the living hell. Now, with all of that said, which is clearly horrible, I wanted to mention this. And this is something that, again, I'd like to ask Dr. Farello if I get the chance. But there are, there are more and more studies and more and more papers that are, that are being written right now about natural remedies that stave off the spike proteins that are created in the bloodstream because of the now permanently manipulated RNA within the individuals who have taken the jabs. So having said that, one of the particular items is referred to as NAC or N-acetyl-L-cysteine. Now again, I'm not a doctor, but this is over-the-counter. And you can buy this online. You used to be able to get it on Amazon, but now you can't. And that should tell you something right there. That right there should be the indicator that they're trying to hide it. So it's NAC, and it's spelled N-A-C-E-T-Y-L-L-C-Y-S-T-E-I-N-E. And again, uh, there's a lot of natural remedies with this, with this particular uh, substance. It is over-the-counter again. It's about $30 for maybe 90 capsules um, maybe a little bit more than that at 600 milligrams. Again, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I am telling you that I have read a couple of articles about this, and it certainly seems like more needs to be written about it and more needs to be actually reported on it because we know, of course, that the mainstream media is not even going to touch this one because this implies that there's something wrong with the jabs and that there might actually be something out there that helps a person's immune system on top of um, you know, what, what they should already be taking if they've taken the jabs here with this um, upcoming cold and flu season, which of course is hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and, um, and, and some other natural remedies, as a matter of fact, that have been recommended by America's frontline doctors. So I would like to see more papers about this. I would like to see um, where, where it specifically says what it specifically does inside of the body a little bit, a little bit more specifically, but I will link where to purchase this in the description below if you're, if you're interested. And again, it's referred to as NAC for short. 
So I'll make sure and link that in the description. There's a couple other uh, positive notes here. Number one, apparently uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida signed into law that schools are going to be teaching their students about the uh, horrors of communism and totalitarianism. So there's a victory to say the least. It's, uh, I don't want to say too little too late, but why in the hell wasn't that happening in the first place? Why wasn't that constantly happening already? And what we already know, because there's plenty of audio out there, is teachers are flipping out. All these commie teachers that have been teaching critical race theory and um, the, the, uh, the positives of socialism, if you will, um, they're losing their minds because now they've, they can't teach it anymore. And again, patriot parents are weaponizing their, patriots, their patriot children who are students in those schools to go after these teachers, and they should. They should be going after them if they're teaching them about uh, the positives of socialism or communism or Marxism or whatever you want to call it. And it's absolutely, absolutely outrageous. Here's another one, too, and I'll end with this. This is a Supreme Court decision from the United States, and this particular uh, document, however, was, was issued to them, I believe, back in October of 2020. But they've ruled on this, and essentially what they've said is this that schools cannot, in America, punish unless it's for a remarkably violent reason or something that, um, oh, I don't know, borders on murder, perhaps. But it's hard to know because we do have the First Amendment in this country. But schools cannot, uh, and this was actually just decided on June 23rd, so just a couple days ago, but schools cannot discipline K-12 students or college students for their online social media posts. So here's how this reads, this particular scenario. Uh, Mahoney, Mahoney Area High School student BL, initials BL, failed to make the school's varsity cheerleading squad. While visiting a local convenience store over the weekend, BL posted two images on Snapchat, a social media application for smartphones that allows users to share temporary images with selected friends. BL's posts expressed frustration with the school and the school's cheerleading squad, and one contained vulgar language and gestures. When school officials learned of the post, they suspended BL from the junior varsity cheerleading squad for the upcoming year. After unsuccessfully seeking to reverse that punishment, BL and her parents sought relief in federal court, uh, arguing inter alia that punishes, if I'm saying that right, that, that punishing BL for her speech violates the First Amendment. The district court granted an injunction ordering the school to reinstate BL to the cheerleading team. Relying on Tinker versus Des Moines Independent Community School District, 393 U.S. 503 to grant BL's subsequent motion for summary judgment, the district court found that BL's punishment violated the First Amendment because her Snapchat posts had not caused substantial disruption at the school. The Third Circuit affirmed the judgment, but the panel majority reasoned that Tinker did not apply because schools had no special license to regulate student speech occurring off campus. In essence, you cannot punish a student for what they say, either in person, anywhere else, or even online, outside of a school. That's not the school's purview. It doesn't matter if they're talking about the school. It doesn't matter if they're talking about a teacher. It doesn't matter if they're talking about a particular club or a group.
You can't do it, ladies and gentlemen, because honestly, if they'd allowed that to go through and they would have allowed that to happen, not only do you not have a First Amendment, but that's totalitarianism and a complete police state, because then they're monitoring everything that you're doing and they're punishing you to your face for what you're doing away from said institution. And that cannot happen. So with all of that said, have a great weekend and I'll catch you Monday. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.